Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. This is Keisha Knight Pulliam. You may ask, what on earth is Candidly Keisha? It's just that. It's me. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. My first job on television, well, it was actually a print ad for Johnson's and Johnson's baby products, was when I was nine months old. So what I know is the world has definitely grown up with me. However, they only know the characters that I played. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. They may know Darnell from Barbershop. You know, the list goes on and on and on. But... This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. On our first podcast, I have the amazing guests, Miss Evan Cosby and Dr. William H. Cosby. We're going to go with his whole name today. But, you know, I wanted to use this opportunity. So often people ask me, you know, what was my experience on The Cosby Show? Or, you know, who is Mr. Cosby? What is he like? With everything going on right now, I can only respond that, you know, this is the man that I know. This is the man that I grew up with. And I wanted to give you all the opportunity firsthand to get to know Mr. Cosby. We are going to just jump right in this. I'd first like to say... Thank you, thank you, thank you, Evan. I'd like to introduce Miss Evan Cosby on the very first episode or podcast, shall we say, excuse me, that's my TV background, of Candidly <laughs> Keisha. So, how are you today? I'm doing fine, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> You know, it was really funny. I definitely wanted to have you on the show, and later we'll be joined by another member of the family. Um, It's so funny because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, on The Cosby Show, my character was Rudy, which was basically completely based after who you were in real life. Yeah. So, how was that? What was that like, turning on the TV and seeing me play you, get in trouble for things that you had probably done, you know, the year before? (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was so exciting because not just, not only was I able to turn on the TV, but I remember going to the Cosby tapings every Thursday night and watching from the audience or hanging out in the in in the studio, in the background, and it was just so much fun. And some of the episodes that you guys would film, I would remember. I'm like, oh yeah, I did that, and I remember that. And so it was it was very fun, and I was so happy to even realize that you were voted best character of the whole Cosby Show. So I I'm was? like, oh, I guess you were voted one of the best. Um, 
members of the Cosby Show. Wow. Well, thanks Rudy for telling me was something number new. one, most favorite person. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it made me happy. So thank you. Yay. It's funny, though, because as kids, like, you know, I remember going up to Massachusetts and, you know, visiting and, you know, you were a little older, but we've always definitely, you know, we're around the same age. So mm-hmm. it's it was kind of funny knowing you and then loosely playing you and so much of, you know, my personality was infused in Rudy too. Um, and then we both went to Spelman and a funny sidebar star story that a lot of people don't know. So Evan, you know, you were the first person, like you took me to get my first tattoo. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. It, and I was hiding from your parents because oh, I didn't want them to find me. Do you so. know, my parents didn't find out for like years later, like <laughs> years later, but it was literally freshman week at Spelman College. Evan was at Spelman and she took my roommate and I to get tattoos. So that was definitely a bonding moment that I will never, ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because, you know, I went to the same tattoo artist and got mine done, but at least yours is covered. <laughs> mine is on my arm, so, like, till this day, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I have this tattoo every time someone brings it up. And I remember when I got my tattoo, it says my name, so I'm just like, you know, I was I remember 18, that. so... I told my mom, and she's like, oh, my God. And, of course, my dad was like, is that so you won't forget who you are? Hilarious. Now that I'm 38, it's just so funny because people are like, why do you have that on your arm? I'm like, I keep on forgetting I have it until you bring it up. So, anyway. But you know what? It's okay because mine, after (laughs) I literally, at least you got your name, something that would always be relevant. I straight (laughs) went to the the place and, like, pointed out something on the wall wall to get. I was like, I'm going to get coming in tragedy. I remember. <laughs> Meanwhile, 15 years later, it looks like a jailhouse tat. So I got it covered up. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. But, you know, as we, as we digress, you know, there's so many fond memories and, um, you know, it's crazy because we haven't talked to one another in a million years, probably since around the time I was in college. But one thing I can say about you, your family, is that you all are a part of my family. And no matter how much time elapses, you know, we can pick up where we left off. And that love and adoration is still there. And, you know, it just transcends no matter what people are doing and where their life, like you're a mother of two now, and, you know, everyone is doing their own thing. And I just think that's really amazing. It is. And, you know, we... We were actually talking the other day about just, you know, not only the impact that it had in terms of you seeing someone playing who you were on television, but also just the piece of in terms of the Cosby show and the historic piece and how much, you know, it taught us in ways that were still funny and entertaining and how much your dad, you know, how important it was to him to put education in there and put history in there. So I can only imagine working with him what your experience was growing up as a child. Well, yeah, it was definitely, I I think the best part is that what my parents allowed us, all of us to do is to have a childhood and be, learn how to play and 
really enjoy one another as a family, even though we did, you know, whatever you saw on the Cosby show was basically what we were doing at home, minus maybe the singing and the dancing <laughs> that you guys tend to do on the Cosby show. But we had all types of friends and we had all types of, um, you know, people in and out of our house that were quite relevant. Like we've had, you know, to to see Miles Davis and Cicely Tyson to, you know, Jesse Jackson, who was running for president. You know, we had a variety of people in and out of our lives of all, you know, walks of life. And, and to be exposed to that, it was, you know, it's something that I will always cherish and hold close to my heart. But also just knowing that I was also, we were also protected from, being out in the spotlight, you know, yeah. especially how things are nowadays. You know, everyone's following someone or taking pictures of young little kids. And I'm just glad that my parents protected us for right. so long from that, you know, because they wanted us to have a childhood. And I think that's what was so great about the Cosby Show because all of you were... I think a lot of your own personalities, like what you said earlier, were also embedded and in, in, in invested in your acting. Mm-hmm. And so it showed that we were kids and we were teenagers and then we went off to college. Mm-hmm. And those are real stories in real life. And I'm just glad that I was. we were all exposed to living what you call like a normal life. Where and- and I have to, to echo that. Yeah. And I absolutely agree because, you know, for for us, it was different having the show film in New York opposed to L.A. where everyone else filmed. And absolutely. I took that with me, too, that, you know, acting is what I do. It's not the totality of who I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, the importance of having a regular life. You know, Mr. Cosby made sure of that, you know, along with my parents as well. Like, I went to regular school as well as being tutored when I was on the Cosby show. You know, right. and I was telling telling your dad when I actually spoke to him briefly that, you know, I remember, um, you know, studying Marian Anderson in school and him inviting her to the show for me to have the opportunity to meet her firsthand. So I also had the ability to, you know, meet history, whether it was Sammy Davis Jr. or Danny Kaye or Dizzy Gillespie or, you know, the late B.B. King who just passed away, that that was really, really amazing. And the fact that the Cosby show is so relevant even today, that kids are still watching it, that families are still watching it, you know, I feel kind of cool. But <laughs> you should. I kind of like it. What can I say? But, um, <laughs> you guys really paved the way, though. But go ahead. No, no, no. But um, I guess really. So, and it's funny when you were saying about the music and stuff, too, you know, with you know, the singing and the dancing that still brought culture without, you know, beating you over the head with learning something. But, um, right. you know, I just want to say like, thanks so much for, for calling in. And, you know, we are listening to candidly Keisha right now. And, um, <laughs> when we return, we're going to, uh, have a, have another person join us. Someone who's very near and dear to both of our hearts. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Hello. Who is it that we have yes. here? Is this Mr. Cosby? 
It all depends. <laughs> what does it depend on? All right. <laughs> now, now, how much how much time before we're on the air? Well, we are on the air right now, so we can start it from wherever you would like. So I would first like to say welcome to Candidly Keisha. This is my very first episode and, well, I'm sorry, podcast. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Why did you pick on me (laughs) to do what you've never done before? Well, you know, I figured we'd just keep it rolling. You know, I was first time on a major sitcom when I was four years old, couldn't read when I was Rudy, so why not have you guys be the first now? That seemed to work out pretty well. Uh Uh-oh. And you you had no front teeth. I did not. (laughs) But you know what was what was funny to me was how well since you couldn't read uh-huh. or you hadn't learned to read yet because in America you know we we start our children doing certain things at a certain age we really haven't discovered whether a one year old could learn right to read. Um, let alone, you you know, by the time they hit two, everything is no, so they do know one word. That's true. They're rebelling, <laughs> rebelling, but they don't have a job. You know, you try to explain it to them. <laughs> but what you used to do is you, you, your parents worked with you so that you would memorize your lines. Yep. Now... Here comes Mr. Cosby and your father or mother. They have cued you so that he will say, and the dog bit the mouse. Right. And you know that when he says that, then you talk again, right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, you work with Mr. Cosby, and comes time for the taping of the show, and you you say what you say, but Mr. Cosby doesn't say... He says, butterflies are purple. <laughs> Go ahead, tell the audience. He says, you would say something completely different, and I would look at you like, you know that's not your line. Can you please say your line so I can say mine? But can I tell you the benefit of that is that it taught me to be present in the moment. It really taught me as an actor to really listen so that I had to be able to improv. I had to be able to keep up with you. And I had to know where we were beginning in the scene and where we ended up so that I could follow you along whatever path you took me to get to the end of the journey. I just had to learn to listen, to be present, and to keep up with whatever you said. Yes. So thank you. But what happened was, I want your audience to know, (laughs) is that we were shooting and the people were in the audience and I did my usual and you looked at me and said, that's not what you're supposed to say. (laughs) And the people went crazy laughing. Yeah. But but, um, the other thing that you used to do that I had to keep myself tuned so that I wouldn't laugh is you would hear you would hear me say something that wasn't on the script and then you knew you were supposed to talk yes <laughs> so so you became a, a writer without writing 
In other words, your response would be to what I said and not was on not what was on the script. Right. So you would breathe in with your mouth open and you would say <laughs> and and that was your thinking process and then you would say something and we would get along just fine. But I want all of your listeners to know that you are the one during our ad lib section when you brought in Bud. Yes. <laughs> and I said to you, Bud who? That's and it. you wrote that line. Bud, Bud Light. Light. You know who you know who you know Lisa and you Malcolm put me up to that though, right? Because I had no clue what Bud Light was. That's right. <laughs> no clue. No, no, no. But it it, it you know, I I actually and think that Evan, so Evan? Yes. Evan? Yes, Evan's there. Hey, Evan. Where's Evan? Hi, I'm right here. See, that's why Evan not, never got the job. <laughs> <laughs> I now, said, yeah. now, on the, on the, on the days, on the days of the taping, Evan would come to the studio and I thought, and you would, and Evan, you would, who did you bring with you many times? Uh, I believe it was Amaryllis. I know I brought Amaryllis. My friend Dana. I remember your friend Dana. And Shana. And how many of them, how many of them are you still friends with? Uh, just one, which is Shana. But we do, with the other two, we do talk. Through Facebook. <laughs> yeah, great. And and you guys would come to the studio on the day. I, I don't know how you got there. I guess your mother sent you. Yeah. What was it? Can you tell me, Evan, my uh, offstage daughter, what was it? You, why were you guys coming to the studio? What was the interesting thing for you? We loved watching from the audience and watching how it was done. And I, I remember just being super excited about bringing my friends on the set as well and just sitting on the couch where, you know, Malcolm would be sitting because a lot of my friends had a crush on Malcolm. So, okay. You know, just, okay. I know, uh, like going in that. Oh, look, we can't get ourselves in trouble now, Evan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're going to be like, thanks a lot. But I just, we loved watching how everyone would, how TV would work and how each take was so different and how it all came to. Well, this is what I saw. I saw you, along with your friends, come into my dressing room, and I don't, I don't know what you said to each other, but you didn't stay long, and then you were gone. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. like we were so excited to be on set and like having yeah. the access of going on set to sit. Also to sit with the audience and also going to your dressing room where Dad had a 
bunch of food. Oh, cake. I remember the food because we used to <laughs> raid. Like the hangouts. That was the first time that I was exposed to like sushi and so many different other ethnicities of you know different food from different regions right. because that would be the favorite thing on Thursday nights. Like we right. knew to knock on Mr. Cotton. I guess I was little, so I got away with it. It'd be like knock knock. Can I have some? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, with then no teeth. With looking at the wardrobe and makeup too. We also now. That's what I'm talking about. The wardrobe. How did how did both of you feel about going into that room with? Tons and tons of clothes, and uh, what did Sarah Lemire do for you, Keisha? Well, you know, what I loved about Sarah Lemire is that she really let me express myself through my clothes. And I feel like that was, you know, now everyone is, your sweaters are legendary, you know, in terms of what people talk about on the show. But what I loved about it is that it really express the individuality, the culture at the time, the but a lot of it was timeless. Like even how you wore the tribute button to Sammy Davis Jr. when he passed away. It's the little things that I feel a lot of people, you know, they noticed it but they didn't completely understand how they were subliminally being affected and how they were learning. You know, down to the artwork and everything. And it's funny because you know, I hadn't spoken to you, Mr. Cosby, in forever. And it's crazy because people don't realize that, you know, regardless, and I was saying this with Evan, no matter how much time and space elapsed, you're my family. Like, you know, I love you, Felicia, Malcolm, Tempest, you know, even Lisa and everyone, Sabrina, everyone who is a part of it, Raven, um, like you're my family. So no matter how much time elapsed, the love doesn't go away. Um, and I was telling well, you. Well, I just, I, I really believe when when people ask me the, about the family mm-hmm. on on TV it was Evan's character and it was you to I, I think that a four-year-old child and eventually with her two front teeth gone <laughs> was really a magnet and those people tuned in because you represented a great deal of something that the audience knew was true, and that that baby, Rudy, mm-hmm. was the honesty. Yeah, she was. She was the honesty of the whole series, and they tuned in to marvel at uh, at a child saying the lines, doing what she was doing. But we we definitely had something wonderful going because there was an attitude that I really wanted from you. And your parents rehearsed you, mm-hmm. and, and we got it. And that was a natural thing. It, it was a, a, not a cutesy, cutesy, and hi, these are my, that kind of thing. You were natural. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that at least for the first three years, the, the numbers that were huge and number one, number one, number one, number happened to be because that child was there and they were watching. And and then uh, Evan, I would I would watch Evan mm-hmm. in 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 our house, and I would get ideas. Mm-hmm. 
from from heaven. And then I would bring them back and, and give them to the writers. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you. If you've never known how grateful I am, thank you so very much for, for giving me the opportunity to play Evan. Thank you. Um, for allowing me to impact so many generations of, of people and families and across the world in such a positive and profound way. Well, um, let me tell you what's interesting about you. Yes. I was just, and it happens to me often. And I will be someplace around some youth. We're talking about education mm-hmm. and and inspiration and the value of it. And I'm telling you, some young male, and they all say it the same way. And they don't even know each other. Different states. I could be in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. I could be in Florida. I could be in New Hampshire. I, I, I could be in uh, California, and he said, where's Rudy? <laughs> now, this guy, this guy is like, he could be 18, he could be 30, he could be, he could be 15. Where's Rudy? Hilarious. I have to, I have to laugh because they're not talking. I know they're not talking about a four-year-old child with no teeth. No, I, I think they're it's talking a- about somehow <laughs> they've seen you graduating from Spelman. Yes, you, you, you know, or someplace out. Maybe they didn't see it, but they saw you on uh, some, uh, you know, TV. Uh, gossip show or something. <laughs> well, I try to stay off of those. I try to stay off of those, <laughs> Mr. Cosby. But I just want to say real quick while we have you, you know, thank you guys. Um, this is no by no means the end, but I'm so grateful for you guys tuning in and being my first guest on Candidly Keisha. Um, and I had a question for you, though, Mr. Cosby. Um, I know you're all about education, and I know recently you were in Selma, and you're doing a lot with education. And I always tell people in terms of philanthropy, you were one of the first people who taught me what a philanthropist was, who taught me what it meant to give back, you know, not only support in your in your time and your person, but also supporting financially from, you know, all of the schools from Spelman and Morehouse and all of the different schools you've supported financially, you know, of which Spelman is my alma mater. You were part of me starting my nonprofit, Camp Kizzy. It's all about empowerment and self-esteem for youth. So what are you working on now in terms of with education? Because I know that's your mission and your lifelong. uh, We we, we just went across the bridge. Okay. Which was wonderful. In Selma. And we made a good and a wonderful education impact on those uh, that of Montgomery yes and uh, and uh, and and then the bridge was was we timed that thing and so that when we walked we stopped we talked we pledged mm-hmm. we, we yelled out names of loved ones and the 50th year of, of the bridge right. incident the Edmund and then Pettus we went down it was it was wonderful, and now I think I'm looking at uh, my fraternity and feeding some poor people in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Mr. Cosby, you know I pledged Delta Sigma Theta, right? 
The what? Did you know that I was a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated? Yes, okay. and you are my you are my little sister. Yes, <laughs> and 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 my wife is your big sister or or older sister. Don't you know we don't use the word older. Yes, we you use. are a Delta, <laughs> and 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 after that we uh, we're going to go to I hope go to Baltimore to visit Coppin State and mm-hmm. talk about education there. And I think another uh, city that we're looking at is Chicago to speak to the the youth about the value of education without getting in the way of public education or right. anything like that. Just go to the neighborhood, go to the neighborhood and and have a good time just yeah. trying to get the kids to to hear some things that perhaps they really have not heard mm-hmm. when when we talk about the choices and their education. Yeah. I know for me that's one of the greatest things that I learned is that education never stops and that education isn't just what's between the walls of a schoolhouse. You know, life is your schoolhouse and there are always opportunities to learn. Um, so I thank you for that. And, you know, it's amazing to continue to pay it forward and we need to make sure that people understand that. Um, so if ever there's anything you need of me from the education space and all that you're doing, all you have to do is ask. I'm there. Well, you know, you had a very interesting teacher. Dr. Ibrahim? Yes. Do you know I recently and called he, Dr. Ibrahim just to thank ahead. him? I think but that would be my next suggestion. Mm-hmm. If you could find him. I have. I have his phone number. I found him. Um, Dr. Ibrahim it was still listed. I was able to find him, and I randomly called him probably about a year ago just to thank him for all that he did in terms of inspiring in me the desire to learn and to never just take things at face value, but to find my own understanding and create my own opinion of a situation. I would love it if you would bring him on your program. Absolutely. Because I was always inspired when he talked about you and teaching you Mm -hmm. and you're teaching him. (laughs) And you know... And now, mm -hmm. my daughter... My 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 off the set daughter Evan. Yes, Evan. Yeah. You have two children, mm-hmm. and you work. You should see Evan working with them after school and going over things yeah. with them. I've actually invited Evan to come to Camp Kizzy this year. We do our camp this July, and uh, we were talking yesterday, and she sent me an amazing article in Seventeen Magazine that I read um, and a few other things. So I'm really hoping that she will be able to come and bring the kids too because it's amazing, amazing You know, Evan, Evan is in her blood, is teaching. That's why she sends all those things around. (laughs) And I think that if she has time and if the children are ready, I mean, for you to go there, for Evan to go and speak, and you watch her teach. Mm. She's wonderful. 
Well, I'm looking forward to it, I must say. And we'll definitely also get together when I'm out in L.A. Um, but it's been so absolutely refreshing and lovely to speak to both of you. Um, I definitely, like I said, always send my love and blessings your way. Um, I guess I just wonder, is there anything, you know, in closing, like that I haven't touched on that either you or Evan would like to share to the listeners of Candidly Keisha? Um, Hey, I'd appreciate it. Well, I think Evan has a lot to say, so she should. Well, I I would like to say that I'm thankful for both of you. One is for dad to present and humanize um, black people, black women, black men on the Cosby show, especially with the images that are out now. Um, Because, and especially with what you're doing, Keisha, with your foundation, your nonprofit organization, to really make young girls and women feel better about themselves and know that there's positive images out there, but it just needs to be enforced and shown. And um, we really need that back on television. Um, And I'm just so thankful that I was raised in a family, mostly of women, but also that great balance of relationships between males and females, because not only did I have a great relationship with my dad, but I also had a great relationship with With my brother, brother, which also, yeah, which also went into my relationships with my male friends, and, you know, which I still have, and I'm so appreciative, and then I also see that being passed along with my daughter and my son having friends of the opposite sex, so... What both of you and what you've learned, Keisha, from being on the Cosby Show and also being raised in a family where you have parents that are very supportive and so you're able to have this organization and I just think that it needs to continue and I hope that the Cosby Show will still go on and on so people can look at these images and say this is real because it is real as we all know I mean going to Spelman Morehouse and all these other black institutions we do exist (laughs) we do exist we do well with that I'm going to say goodbye now that I know you guys exist (laughs) 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 no but thanks to you and and what you're just passing on it is great No, but you see, what people don't understand is that whole, the TV family, and the fact that every one of them, if they were within high school, every one of them had a private teacher. Yeah. And they got their diplomas. We all went to college. And they realized the value of the education. And I am just very, very proud that uh, they they all went on. I mean, Malcolm is a gifted musician who studies his music, who studies writing, and he is in his art form all the time. And, and will be, I believe, for the rest of his life. And it's very important that people understand the value, not only of the private teaching, 
But to, for me to go to work and go out on the stage, rehearsal time, or the readings, and, and look at those empty seats opposite the stage where the people are watching, but there's, there's nobody there except the faces of the parents. And those parents are there with their children, and when it's time that they're not in a scene or they have to go, they're, with, how many flights up? <laughs> Keisha? How many flights up from the set? How many flights up to, to your room to be with Mr. Abraham? We were upstairs, so two. Two flights up, mm -hmm. and there you are in that room with your studies, and then someone would come and knock and say, okay, we want you downstairs, and you're downstairs. But still, those parents were key, because yeah. those parents made sure. These these are parents who make sure that you know your lines. They're parents that make make sure that you're happy, that you, you eat properly. Yeah. It is a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah, I was definitely blessed to have, you know, you and Felicia as great role models of parents, but also at home, I have amazing parents as well. And sometimes it's so funny, even today, people forget that. They're like, so they really feel like y'all are my parents. I'm like, yes, but I also have my parents, James and Denise. Yes. <laughs> when I yes, came home, indeed. I had chores. If I didn't do something, I got on punishment. And, you know, <laughs> unlike Rudy, I was the oldest of four. So I have three younger brothers, and it's then it's me. And I recognize, wow. you know, the importance of going back to what Evan said. You know, the one of our most important relationships as women is the relationship that we have with our father. Because it teaches us how we deserve to be loved. It teaches us what that is and also what to accept in terms of um, treatment from the male counterpart. That's really our first, our very first love. And it sets the tone for everything that comes comes after. So thank you one as of well. The, one of the great moments with Evan was uh, somehow uh, in her single digit life. Uh, somebody said she had to learn the violin. Oh, is that why you made me have to learn the violin on the show? Yes. That was horrible, Evan. It was horrible. I'm telling you, I had to listen to this child painfully, painfully scrubbing across those strings with that bow. But roll, roll, roll your boat. And 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 I said to who to someone who was in the house. I said, "Oh man, she's killing." Roll, roll, roll your boat. And the person said, "Mr. Cosby, that's not roll, roll, roll your boat. It's twinkle, twinkle, little star." <laughs> Wait, I had to learn twinkle, twinkle, little star too. That is hilarious. I'll see you guys later. I gotta run. All right, love you. Have a great okay. one, Evan. Yes, Evan. Go to bed. <laughs> Wait a minute. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Everybody with a job can stay up. <laughs>
<laughs> Evan has the hardest job there is raising two kids. So, you know, yes. but Evan, and again, thank you so, so much for you and your dad being my first guest on Candid Lakeisha. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Thank you for tuning in to Candidly Keisha. Next time, we're going to have a really great convo with Chef G. Garvin. So make sure you tune in. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.